Welcome to episode 42 of Kapowcast. We have a packed house today. It's another one of those episodes. <laughs> um, joining with me, as always, is Tony Vance. Hello. Jeff Jefferson from Flask Action Heroes. Greetings. And gracing us with their presence this week is Mikey. I'm really here. <laughs> <laughs> He's a real boy. <laughs> and everybody, please welcome back to the show... Cody from, <laughs> from his hibernation, <laughs> his time in the Lazarus chamber. <laughs> um, he was finding his way through the labyrinth. <laughs> Perfect. We've already got it out of the bam, way. Bam. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. Before we jump into things here, I just want to send a thank you out to everyone who's been liking and sharing the show. Uh, we've seen a huge jump in listens and growth this past week with the Civil War episode. Um, thank you to everybody from... Podrose Podcasting Network at podrose.com for promoting the show and uh, putting us out there, and we've uh, we've done well this week. Gracias, please. <laughs> <laughs> also, feel free to check us out over on Twitter at Kapowcast, on Instagram, just Kapowcast, and our Facebook, Kapowcast2015. Uh, those are all the best places to reach and follow us. And we're never boring. No. Unless we're, always- unless we're doing our adult things like working. Yeah. Even even if I'm working, I, I still don't. Or texting <laughs> while driving. <laughs> so I'm going to go. On today's show, we are going to have more of a general discussion as far as the state and future of the comic book industry. We're getting philosophical. We will. Um, before we, we do that and before we get into the news, um, I had mentioned uh, to, to, to the missus uh, that we were going to be doing this show. And she was like, oh, my God. She was like, if you guys start talking about comic book reboots again and how much there's... I'm like, <laughs> shit. I was like, okay, so we got to try not to delve too much into our disdain for uh, comic book reboots it's, and relaunches, but it's so hard. I think it's really just you two. Like, you guys <laughs> yeah. have a really big hatred for the reboots. Not a fan. We get... We hey, get I really hate them, too. Secret Passionate. Wars 4, baby. Um, so, on that note... Uh, let's discuss the comic week book reboot, comic book, <laughs> comic movie news. First of all, uh, as we, if you would have checked out last week's show, Captain America: Civil War dropped last week and it has made a shit ton of bank. It's making Batman v Superman look like RC Cola. <laughs> What's compared wrong with to RC Cola? Cola. Um, We're talking shit about RC Cola. <laughs> That's for people that grew up in trailer parks, all right? <laughs> I uh, I've seen it for uh, I've seen it twice now. And I am contemplating a third view. Of RC Cola? Of RC Cola. <laughs> of Captain America Civil War. Uh, Jeff, you said you've seen it twice already, I just right? saw it last night, and it was, oh, I missed all the parts when I went to go pee, and I came and saw it a second, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did have to get up and go pee once. <laughs> so I fell asleep once, and then I, 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 had to get, I had to pee, so I definitely had to see it twice. Yeah. After this week is over, it's like the first thing on my agenda. I checked my Facebook halfway through it. <gasps> it was important. <laughs> Don't be that guy. I had to share a goat picture. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey, you saw it. I saw it, yeah. You saw it, what, uh, opening day? Yeah. How was it? Thoughts, feelings? Good. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Yep. Good time. <laughs> it was good. good. <laughs> it's good. Mikey like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. Uh, I need to see it again because I, I, my brain is getting older and I can't retain uh, fun stuff anymore. I'm, I'm getting to a point where I can't. That believe sounds really this depressing. I can't retain fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I can't have sad. fun. The that gr- part of my brain has died. The gray matter uh, of my brain just, is slowly decreasing. I, I really, um, my uh, mind is having a hard time believing that it happened for real. Yeah. Like Spider-Man oh, was in a movie with Captain America. And, and he was entertaining. Iron Man. Uh-huh. Just all, all this, a this dream. was a, yeah, such a golden <laughs> movie. Just um, the dream of an autistic child. <laughs> On the real. night before Christmas. Yeah, uh, you I wonder if I'm going autistic. <laughs> like Spider-Man was? Or like he had to wear the special goggles where yeah. he had too much sensory input? Yeah, he was too... Uh, he, had to, he, had he was to ranking too high on the Asperg syndrome. <laughs> like this, this Cody, Yo. did you watch it? I did, actually. Oh! I- <laughs> the world is ending. I found an excellent camp. Cats of it. and dogs living together. Don't, <laughs> don't say that. We don't condone that. You don't. I do. It was. I think it was from Spain, though, because there was a little accent mark, so it was Capitan America. <laughs> El Capitan America. Yeah. <laughs> I think it added a little more flavor to it, so I think my version was some a spice. Bit, yeah. Some. Uh, what's a? What's Man, a, maybe this should have been the Captain America Civil War <laughs> review episode. We've all seen it. The Podfather still wants to uh, chime in on the movie, too. Who cares about his opinion? (laughs) Great. Now i got to edit that out. (laughs) He and I are hetero life mates, He knows I'm joking. We watch movies together. We hold hands. We kiss each other's hand like T'Challa and (laughs) T'Chaka. He put his finger on my lips. (laughs) I thought you were going to say something else. He put his finger somewhere. This movie made... He slid a finger down. <laughs> this movie has made money hand over fist, and it the thing that this movie has, aside from being good, that Batman v Superman didn't have, is this movie has legs. It's going to be able to keep making money. Except it's not going to have a. I think some, it's ZZ Top. At some point, it has eight legs. It's not going to. Knows how to use them. It's Sorry. not going to teeter off like uh, Batman v Batman v Superman did, like the second week. Oh yeah, that where like drop. yeah. Um, oh my god, the, what was the drop like? 50%? It was like, like, like one that? of the biggest drops. Yeah. Off a cliff. It, was, uh, it was more than 50. It was colossal. <laughs> it was Off a cliff, yeah. <laughs> it was significant. It was something only like justice. In keeping with that, I mean, I mean, the one thing that Marvel's had the leg up on over DC is they've had these movies going down for almost 10 years. <laughs> they make their mistakes and then they learn from them instead of just uh, putting big gambles out there. Like, well, we're going to see if this works. Yeah. Oh, it didn't. Um, oh, shit. I guess we'll just backpedal horribly and uh, endanger <laughs> the entire project. The uh, I think it's made like over like $700 million, like worldwide. It's pretty almost made as much as Batman versus Superman when that had a month... Oh, leeway. Could you imagine if they both came out at the same time? Like, like they, they were originally supposed to going like, to? Oh, yeah. my God. It would have been, been crushed. Disastrous. It would have been crushed. That was smart of them. They made It was very smart of them to release it. It helped both movies, I think, in a, in, in a sense, because I don't think we would have seen as much of a, a drop with Civil War, but there still would have been a, probably a little bit less just because people would have had to choose, okay, mm-hmm. what do I go see? They would have had to this choose a, a different side. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that just helps the genre as... I mean, I hate when comic book movies don't do well. I hate, like, a lot of people relish, like, the Failure. Marvel fanboys were like, oh, the DC movie's not doing well. That's one more nail in the coffin of the comic book movie industry. I just want to add, um, as I've stated before, love reading messages and comments on news stories and stuff like that because you get all kinds of interesting folks. There was hmm. uh, one person that the entire weekend Civil War was out. This was over on uh, comicbookmovie.com. Uh, they kept on commenting 
and basically trying to spin it where it was like, no, no, this movie is is a failure for Marvel <laughs> because it, it six has, things that it has, Civil War did wrong. <laughs> it has Spider Man in it, and it didn't make you know nearly as much money as this, this movie or that movie. No, it's a failure. It's a fail. Whereas. You know, these movies are going to start fading off now, and now DC is going to keep getting bigger and stronger. Keep in mind, this guy probably, he either was really passionate about DC, or he was just, like, trying to troll really fucking hard. <laughs> because his, his username, I think, was, like, DC guy something oh, something. Oh, that's obvious. But, like, <laughs> um, Cole, are you are sure he's a fan? <laughs> there are people, though, who, like, are just, are in this state of denial. Like, no, no, it... it it didn't. No, it's it's not better than Batman v Superman. It's just because it has the brand or I've Marvel seen, paid off critics and I've seen like articles where like Batman versus Superman is a really smart movie and it's the Marvel fanboys that are stupid for not liking it and like that was literal like title of I'm just like <laughs> not oh. at all like uh, sour grapes. Yeah, or anything. I know. Um, I just I think it was that same website posted a. Uh, a Petition that's been signed for Disney to stop buying off critics. <laughs> yeah, somebody, people keep thinking like for some reason they're thinking that like they're they're buying uh, you know per, buying critics or, but it, it is Disney. You can't argue with the fact that you know the just box the, office, just the, well the box office and the general fans, like yeah, what you hear from word of mouth. Yeah, word of mouth, word of mouth for these movies I think carries more weight than. Critics. I mean, like the Rotten Tomatoes rating, nobody like nobody really cares. The only reason people care about Rotten Tomatoes rating if it does bragging rights. Yeah. What is the Rotten Tomatoes for Civil right now? Uh, for Civil War, it is I think ninety percent, and for Batman v Superman, it's like twenty two percent, which I think is horribly I unfair. I'd give. Bad. I'd give uh, I'd give Batman vs Superman a good sixty percent. Sixty? I was to say like forty five. I fell asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep during it. So that's you fall not asleep a good during sign. every film ever. As like, a comic book fan, I wanted Batman vs Superman to do very well. Me too. You know, yeah, I was and that's ready for a good Superman movie. Ready for another golden Batman movie, and I found myself just. Wanting the movie to end or start in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Scene, That's so scene perfect. Scene transition was terrible. And I felt really bad for the general moviegoer. You know, uh, it's people buying tickets for that movie and being let down again. It, it really reminded me of when I went and saw the um, uh, TriStar Godzilla movie in like 98. Oh, yeah. Soul crushing that experience was. <laughs> and um, you and me just, both, brother. I did not um, want to do a, a Kapow cast about uh, Batman for <laughs> Superman after I, and you know, it came out. And you bring up a really good point, Mikey, in that I don't understand these people that are like, I want Marvel movies to do good and DC movies to do bad, or I want DC movies to do good and Marvel movies to do bad. They don't understand that it overall impacts the entire genre of yes. the movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's one thing I think everybody needs to get past, finally. I mean, all of us here, none of us are one way or that's the other. That's one thing I think everyone needs to get past, finally. <laughs> that's one thing that all of us here, like, we're not lenient towards one or the other. You know, I'm, Yes, you're no, right. <laughs> I agree. Back up a little. We're not, you know, uh, I'm not like, even though Batman's my favorite character, I'm not like, fuck Marvel. <laughs> You know, we want to see both of them flourish. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that because everybody wins. We all yeah. win. Exactly. The rivalry is what makes them put out their best. Um, Marvel recently announced that she said. they're going to stop <laughs> catering to the one-time viewers. So basically, they're going to start 
having their movies be more cohesive and uh, more cohesive. Well, I guess there were complaints about how their movies don't interlock enough, which is strange to me because Wait. it's the first time ever in which this we've... This has been done. Yeah. You know, you got a dozen movies. They're all in a shared universe. And everyone's like, they're not cohesive enough. Well, I mean, like, you should... I think uh, with phase one, it's more forgivable. But it got a little dicey once phase two started. Well, I You're mean, like, like Age well, of Ultron completely ignore, more or less ignoring the events that happened in... Uh, Winter Soldier, Soldier. we're like, oh, we're not S.H.I.E.L.D. anymore. By the way, I just dug up this helicarrier, and I got all these people here that aren't S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Well, there's that, and then there's the whole thing argument with people had during, like, Phase 2. Like, with Iron Man 3, they're like, wait a minute. He threw away all... So there's a terrorist that's targeting the president. Where's the rest of the Avengers? Wouldn't... Shield or Captain America being on this too. If this, somebody was targeting the president, and I, I they, try not to get too. They blow up Stark's mansion, and I mean, and you don't see any of the other Avengers. Yeah, like, hey, Tony, are you okay? Like, wouldn't I be? Wouldn't Tony be pissed about no one else offering a helping hand? Would this tell <laughs> That's me what Civil War was all yeah. about? It's getting harder no for Marvel to up. write uh, to make movies and write tell stories without all of that. Uh, yeah, and I think uh, that's backstory. what that's what's happening now is. They're confident enough in the fan base that they've created that they feel like they don't have to cater to those. I mean, let's be honest, like, what, 10 people? Yeah. <laughs> well, who has, who's seen just all suddenly the like, well, I guess I'll check out this, you know. I know one. I, I guess I'll check out the 14th <laughs> movie one. in a franchise. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> somebody, uh, somebody my, one of my sister's friends actually uh, skipped Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, you're talking. So they skipped the, the best one, the one wow. that you probably should not skip in the universe. Like it, 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 it impacts it in a great deal, and uh, the factor that she skipped it. Then when it goes to the Age of Ultron, she had like 102 questions. Like, <laughs> wait, what? What happened to Shield? Well, that's the freaking <laughs> why, why problem. These yeah. are movies. They're standalone things. They should be able to stand. But they're not standalone. They're not standalone. They're all sequels. It's not anymore. This is all yeah. a shared universe. And like when you have an overarching the ones story, that the so one... you can't enjoy a goddamn movie if you haven't seen. Hey, try watching Rambo three or something like Rocky <laughs> Boom. four. Like Bloodstone two. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> if you're have... watching a movie that's like the fourth in a series and you have questions, then you're the idiot. But these are things. <laughs> but these are things that happen in movies from other. Well, like, okay, it's not like you got the Captain America movies and then you got shit that happens in the, what, Thor or something like that. But it's um, like, there's stuff, I mean, like, if you watch Kept, if you watch Civil like, War. I shouldn't watch, have to watch Thor because I don't like Thor if I have to watch. But you don't have to watch Thor. He wasn't in it. Well, yeah. I'm. But I'm saying, like, you could watch Civil War. You'd have to watch Winter Soldier. That's it. I, I don't think it's going to be as, like, an obvious thing. It's, it's just going to be one of those things where, like, they're not going to trouble themselves with having to explain everything. They're just going to assume There's that... There's too much plot assimilation to put into a If they're making a reference movie. in, you know, an, an Avengers to a Thor movie, if they're making a reference to a Hulk movie, they're just going to, instead of just ignoring it or instead of just finding another way to do it, they're just going to be like, you know what, I'm, we're going to assume that you've seen that because these movies have been going for 10 plus years now. And it's just going to make overall everything bridge even better than what they have. Mm-hmm. Especially Which is what they have, need. Especially when you have an overarching story that started in you know, Iron Man with the Infinity Stones coming together. What oh. was the... Uh, when, when did The Incredible Hulk come out? It was like 2006? 2008 with 2008, Iron Man. Yeah. You're going to alienate the casual audience. There no, is no casual audience not, Because anymore. the casual audience is now part of us. <laughs> well, that's... 
There's no I don't know. I still run into anymore. people that don't know about it, and they're like, oh, I want to go. Do they go to the movies? Are they still renaming the Infinity? Occasionally to yeah. see like Fast and the Furious. Yeah, that kind okay. of. If you try watching there Fast and Furious Six. You're gonna be. You could watch lost. any one of those out of. No, order. I watched Fast and Furious Six. I was like, "Who was that? Wait, wh- who's that? I thought I you said she was dead." And then you know, like, yeah, no, no, I, I know what you're saying because I just watched Fast Seven, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, don't I haven't seen any past any of Tokyo Drift, so I don't." Well, know. I know that's what I'm saying. You can't expect to watch I'm a surprised. movie series. You wouldn't sit somebody down and be like, "Here, watch the third Lord of the Rings." And like, I haven't seen the first two. That's okay. Just that's watch a this beautiful one. movie on its own. I, I disagree. I have a little bias there, so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, are they still renaming uh, that's uh, Potter, Avengers three, uh, Infinity Wars part one and two? I think they're what you they're said changing that, the part one and part two part. It's going to be like Avengers Infinity War Rise of Thanos. I, it's not, that's not what it's going to be, but it's going to have a long title. something of that <laughs> akin two, to yeah. that. Yeah, I read that somewhere that they were saying now that. Uh, it's going to be two entirely different stories, two different movies altogether. They're not going to be a part. What one I two. heard was the Russos say that. Um, you know, you're going to have one movie where a certain amount of characters may be the main focus and another group of characters will be the background. And then the second movie, the background characters will be more in the foreground and the oh, other characters. Oh, like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like Lord of the Rings. Ah. <laughs> except, except good. To, to go back to this, I, I, Cody, I don't think it's about alienating anybody. I think it's about, okay, if we try to squeeze in all this... Uh, Exposition. Yeah. You would then go from a two and a, two and a half hour movie to a three and a half to four hour movie, just squeezing it all in to get that one person to understand. And then you'd have that would be a decent. Maybe movie. those those one oh, one or two people. Maybe they need to before they go and step foot in the theater to see the newest one. Should go back and do at some least homework. watch one of the other, like the one that came out before it. Or maybe like, conde- cut down some of the shit. Don't make them this huge. They have, well, you can't do that. It's an interconnected are, universe. Yeah, the, these characters are so big on their standalone. Cody, it's hard for you to fault a franchise like this that has made billions, 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 billions of dollars billions. doing what they're doing. Yeah. And I have yet the, to take many <clears throat> major missteps. One of the problems we'll there is each movie they have to cram as much information into it in order to sell a ticket, you know, and action to, figures, yeah, to, <laughs> and to blankets and I don't, movie. I don't so, think it's uh, going to be as like by the time they make the sequel, uh, someone's asking those questions like, where did all this, you know, come from? Why is this guy, you know, where did he, I thought he died or something? And uh, then that you know you have to go back and watch the last movie that they put all that <laughs> shit into. Yeah, if they include all these little plot points and stuff, like someone casual gonna watch in there and be like, ah, oh, crap, I have to go watch the back movie, so they buy them on Blu-ray. Yeah. Well, when you watch a movie, that's, marketing boy. That's yeah. the. Well, I mean, if it's got three in the title, but then you haven't watched any of the others, I then that's on you. I really don't think it's gonna be as like crazy as or as jarring as people think it's going to be especially as much as like fx plays yeah <laughs> it's actually funny that you mentioned that uh me and steph we were sitting in like we were watching tv the one uh and i think it was saturday and we we're flipping through the channels trying to find something on and i'm like how much do you want to bet there's a marvel movie on fx and we turned and right. there was a tv show on but i looked at the guy and i was like oh thor thor the dark world marvel's avengers captain america the first avenger that's so weird how they do that uh, for some reason fx is like quick to buy up all the rights i'm sure it's what shows do they have other than it's always sunny in philadelphia so i'm assuming, original shows yeah reruns of the know. simpsons yeah reruns of the simpsons fx uh, and it's on fxx damn it um other bit of news. Uh, oh, um, they, they they had the shield for a while. What? 
The Shield, that was a really good show. With Michael Chiklis? Michael, oh, okay. Ch- Michael Chiklis. <laughs> um, Chiklis? The Thing. The Thing. Yeah. Another bit of news here, uh, at least good news for like the DC fan people, is uh, Wonder Woman has wrapped filming for Woo! the movie, and Woo! hopefully that we don't get one giant disaster. After another. After another. and I wouldn't call it a giant disaster, but I would call it a giant disappointment. What would, I mean, what do you do on set? You're filming Wonder Woman. Beautiful. You know that Warner Brothers are putting all their chips in this universe, and then in the middle of filming, the movie that's preceding yours is getting <laughs> yeah. And it, does it? I, I, I would imagine. Pants. I imagine it would put a little pressure on you, like oh shit. Because <laughs> like, this kind of puts Wonder Woman in a make or break yeah. situation where it's like, like I feel like we kind of said the same thing about. Batman v Superman is kind of make or break for DC, but this is going to be even more so because it's coming out right after. Well, I mean, and it's got to it's, it's got to I think capture the audience pressure again now on uh, uh, Suicide Squad, big so time. Oh, genre. you're right. I forgot about Suicide Squad. Yeah, I thought weren't they doing reshoots? Yeah, I mean that's like I mean that's reshoots common for movies to do. Still reshoots. spooky yeah. after they were already doing like script rewrites and whatnot for BVS. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't Suicide Squad PG-13 now? Yeah, it's uh, been PG-13. I'm sorry. I don't know if there's ever been anything was... official ratings-wise. Wait, it hasn't? No. Assuming, I think they said they wouldn't make it rated it, uh, That Would that be an issue with anyone? If no. It, no. If it was rated R or PG-13? PG-13, if they got it down to PG-13. I wouldn't care. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be... called Suicide Squad. I understand that, but it, like I think that term is used loosely in the I know, story. I know. Um, I know it's just a title and everything <laughs> like that. It is said that, that Suicide Squad, they're not going to go after... In our rating, I can, I'm, I'm I, not that miffed. I mean, I, yeah, I mean that these are characters. It's not like Deadpool, where it's like you have to see them yeah. in an R-rated setting. Like Joker's been done in PG-13 setting multiple times, and it would be nice to see a Joker in rated R setting. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole another topic we for will, another day. Right? But we will get that <laughs> in the we Killing will. Joke. In the yeah. Killing Joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny how artistically uh, DC is going leaps and bounds further in their animated universe than they are in their cinematic universe. They probably should just uh, stick yeah. to You it. know what? What if they were like, and I'm just, they, we, we know they already got Jeff Johns heading over thing. What if they like made another phone call and they were like, hey, uh, Bruce Tim, you want to come help <laughs> us try to hash this shit out? I don't, I don't understand why they wouldn't. I mean, you look at Marvel, they use like Ed Brubaker, they use uh, Joe Quesada, uh, John John Romita Jr. Romita Jr. All those guys. I don't like GRG. Well, I'm just saying. I know. I'm just. They I'm, do they, consult them. They they put all their <laughs> info like that. I I I can honestly say that if Ed Brubaker wasn't sitting on a panel for Winter Soldier, it probably wouldn't what have been, been yeah. nearly as good. You feel the spirit of John Brubaker. Exactly. You really can. John Brubaker, I feel, is one of the greatest comic writers of all time. He did the best Captain America work I've ever read, by far. And he had such a good long run, and none of it was ever boring. He took characters that they hadn't had in... Decades, like the commie smasher cap, and uh-huh. like you know, nomad and stuff like that, and they made it really interesting and fresh again. And his usage of the Winter Soldier, <laughs> oh my goodness! I thought it would be crap, like oh, bring Bucky back, you know, like total cash and like it's nothing <laughs> do you, sacred. Do you think that um, it's one of those things with Warner Brothers where like the right hand doesn't know what the left hand's doing? Like they probably don't even really pay much attention to what's going on with the animation mm-hmm. because it's directed DVD. Exactly, yeah. They don't have yeah. time to look at that. I can see that. But I mean. If they did, like hypothetically, let's say you know you get you get Jeff Johns in on it, 
you get Bruce Tim. Maybe make a phone call to Paul Dini. Maybe make Scott a phone Snyder. call to, to Scott Snyder. That's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> you know, get get those people that have really brought a lot of these characters to the foreground and have really the storytellers develop them. The storytellers yeah. and have them have a hand in this. Don't I mean not to knock you know. Because, I mean, sometimes you do find gems. Like, you know, nobody would have thought the Russo brothers could provide two of the best comic book movies out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all in selection and, and trusting the right people. And I think... And dumb luck. You look at, <laughs> you look at like, some of the creative people at Marvel have had help them. And DC has those people. They're just not utilizing them. Yeah. They're just... No. Jeff Johns, he's fantastic. That's If there was one person from DC that I would put... In charge of DC movies, it would be Jeff Johns. I agree. Johns is the reason the Lanterns are what they are today. But he's one person. His JSA comic there. also was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Warner Brothers, their uh, this DC, their DC, uh, what's it called? The DC shared universe. What, yeah, exp- expanded universe. Uh, they're losing a lot of uh, creative um, people because they, uh, you know, they're not. Um, like giving anybody a chance to contribute to this universe. And the only person that uh, has a lot of power in this is Zack Snyder. And he seems to be this uh, uh, mouthpiece for Warner Brothers. Now, everything that they it's say... It's funny because they butt heads a lot, too. Yeah, there have been they do? reports okay, of butting so heads I'm, ever since after Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. I got a totally right, okay. random question. Mikey just made me think about it. Is it... A profitable business to be a writer for comic books nowadays? It depends. The, the comics <laughs> itself? If you're well, one of you the lucky few. Yeah. I, I wouldn't even begin to tell you if I... I mean, I, I imagine it's a, as profitable as being a comic book artist, which isn't the most profitable we, job. We lucky few. That's just yeah. very odd with how popular yeah. these characters are getting in the last couple of years, if they're still, like, you know, making, you know, 50K. Well, it's like <laughs> it's like how there's popular singer-songwriters, and then there's a trillion others out there that don't right. get any credit when they're Unsung extremely heroes. talented. Yeah, exactly. Unsung um, hero! <laughs> or, like, 100,000 amazing movie scripts out there. That Is it safe to say that if you were to pick a dream team in charge of the DC... Cinematic universe that that would be your your four or five people there: Jeff Johns, Paul Dini, Bruce Tim, Scott Snyder. I might throw Grant Morrison in there. Oh yeah, I I probably throw Morrison in there. I kind of wish that Jim Starlin would get some uh, work because he's one of the ones who made Thanos the you know the amazing character he is. But they seem to be doing fine on their own, so Mm -hmm. I'm not really that worried about it. I would say probably throw in a couple of uh, like David Finch. I like David Finch's artwork. I mean, does Marvel, did they consult a lot of their artists for the movies? Joe Casasco. Oh, yeah, you're right. John Romita Jr. Yep. What about so, Greg? I mean, you put uh, Greg Capullo? What, what, fucking Jim Lee! Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Jim Jim Lee doesn't seem to be doing much else than what Jim Lee wants to do. Like, Oh, I, well, he has the right to do I, that. Exactly. <laughs> he's, he's gotten to that helm where he's like, I'm fucking Jim Lee. He's one of the lucky, one of the lucky few yeah. that can just be yeah, like... Yeah, lucky few. I mean, he's not uh, drawing wildcats. That's <laughs> um, See, thing? instead of a cripple, the leader of the team's going to be a midget. Uh, I think the correct term is little person. And uh, disabled. Vertically Paraplegic. disabled. Paraplegic. Horizontally disabled. <laughs> <laughs> it's vertically disabled, thank you. Yeah, hor- uh, horizontals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he crawls around on his elbows and orders people around. <laughs> I'd read that. Um, last bit here. Uh, the X-Men Apocalypse reviews have been coming in. Checkered. And yes, they are they are checkered to say the least. It's averaging, I think, 
It's funny because we always talk about how Rotten Tomato scores don't matter, but it's a good way to gauge like what the reaction is. If it's good, you know you're probably going to enjoy the movie. Yeah. If it's anything less, then it's it's a crapshoot. What I use Rotten Tomatoes for, side, sidebar, what, what I use Rotten Tomatoes for is if I'm going to the theater and I'm going to go see a movie that I haven't seen, haven't heard much about, I'll go on Rotten Tomatoes. I'll go, all right, what's the score on Rotten Tomatoes? And I'll look and I'll be like, yeah, I don't know if I... I Babe, we're not going to see this movie. <laughs> um, it's averaging right now about a 53% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is shocking because Days of Future Past, I think, got really good reviews. Yeah. Uh, first Class got I didn't like really it. good reviews. Yeah, I, right. I really awesome like First Class. Class. First Class is probably the best one. I agree, except for Deadpool. Um, oh, yeah, I wasn't even... X1 and X2 also have gotten got pretty good reviews. Nostalgia. Yep. Yeah. Um, what about X3? <laughs> the best one. <laughs> I still don't hate as much as everyone else did. The most expensive one. I don't one. hate it either. Was it really? I, I did have so a huge cast. I, I was supposed to it say it cast alone. I know. That's what I'm saying. It had Frazier's uh, Beast. Is anybody here, like, really? I know. I, I think I know Jeff's responses. Jeff, you're probably not surprised by the reviews. No. I mean, I had trepidation from the start. I, I just, Jeff and I have always kind of had a hatred for... Uh, Brian Singer. Yeah. Ever since <laughs> Superman yeah, Returns. Yeah. Superman Returns was utter garbage. Just a side note here. One of my favorite things, though, checking out the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes is the little puns and quirks that they take from the reviews that people try to, the reviewers or critics try to sound clever. Oh, like this okay. one person there. Love this. Uh-oh. They say, the latest X-Men movie franchise is just x meh <laughs> Stayed up all night thinking of that one. <laughs> Brian Truitt of USA Today. Good job. <laughs> there, there was another one. Uh, uh. The, real, the real actual apocalypse must be happening right now. Apocalypse the movie? Not so much. Oh. <laughs> Mark Ouch. Jackson. Epoch times. Why don't they have this guy writing for that? Um, I, I somewhat am surprised that the mm. reviews are as abysmal, slanted as apocalyptic. They They're not abysmal. Uh-huh. This isn't getting Batman v Superman yet. Um, yeah. But I was because you know, like I was, like I said, uh, the singer movies critically have done really well. Yeah. Except so, for Superman Returns. Oh yeah. Well, I'm just talking the X-Men franchise. Three hours, he never throws a punch, <laughs> and he's Superman. We're going to review that movie. That's fine. I'll, no. be happy, I'll, be t- yeah. I'll be happy to shit on that movie for a good hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, we need to get... Because, uh, like, X-Men Days of Future Past has a 91%. Um, First I don't Class get that. has an really... 87%. How the... is First Class worse than... X2 has 86%, and X-Men has 82%. See, that's why you can't really trust Rotten Tomatoes. X-Men 3 has 58 Bullshit. Wow, whoa, whoa, whoa. X-Men 3 has a higher rating than Batman vs. Superman. I've seen ratings where they say that uh, Age of Apocalypse... That's what it's called, right? X-Men no, it's just called Apocalypse. It's just cameos. called Apocalypse. They, just, they say uh, it's easily one of the worst X-Franchise movies ever made. I've... And that is, like, when you count, like... You know the Wolverine movies and whatnot. Yeah, that's a scary prospect. Yeah. The uh, the most I've heard is uh, a common complaint with a lot of the X Men movies is once again too much characters and not enough development for any of them. And that's just the overall problem with X Men is there's so many I characters. Agree. Well, I mean, they've had a if they they should have just picked like you know you pick four or five characters and focus on them through the movies instead of 
changing it up and just making it about one person. And well, hell, look at Civil War where they had uh, twelve characters, and they're all fleshed out pretty well, despite a lack of screen time for the vast majority. Of but them. do you think that's because they've had their separate movies to kind yeah. of give you that backstory? Yeah. Well, um, nah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just felt that if you had been, uh, if it had been your first time viewing, they all had an amount of screen time. It wasn't like Days of Future Past, where Bishop just shows up and says like three things. They don't really see anything of him again. Yeah. It ain't about with what the, you feel. With right. the X Men movies, I've always felt that they've shoehorned characters in just for fan service. Well, I mean, like I yeah. have a, I have a really good feeling or, or bad feeling. Call it what you will. That like Psylocke in this is probably going to have like five lines. I agree. Like they show all these really cool stills of the characters, and they show the action you know sequences in the previews, and then you don't really see anything of them for the ninety nine percent of the film. And you know, I would have me personally. I would have liked to see an X Men movie that focuses maybe a little bit more on like Cyclops. Jubilee. Jubilee. <laughs> focuses maybe a little bit more on Cyclops, and we finally get like a, a good movie or good characterization of Cyclops because he's yeah, kind of got dicked over happen. in that's all because of he is a movies. <laughs> um, nobody likes Cyclops. Pretty accurate representation. I'm pretty what sure nobody likes Cyclops. Well, and the I, movies didn't do anybody a favor. Yeah, that's true. I, I like Cyclops in the in the comic books. I liked him when he became the leader the of the X-Men. Yeah. Like, wait, wait. Do you mean like... Like in the new comics. Magneto leader of the X-Men? Well, and like after Xavier was in outer space. Like Uncanny okay. X-Men? Like also... I, I liked when he was such a dick in the show or like he'd be like, you coming or is this your day off? <laughs> um, it's almost like it, I've always felt like in the, at least like in the first two X-Men movies, like they, they played that card so hard like that. Hey, this guy's a, you know, unlikable dick with no character whatsoever. Like they made, they made sure that, you know, they drive it home. Like, okay, you're not supposed to like him. You're supposed to like this guy over here. Well, not yeah. that one. In the comic, it wasn't. That you weren't supposed to like him. It it's was just, just his character. It was natural. It felt. It was just a natural just, thing of like you know the teacher's pet. And I've met people who who like Cyclops. Oh, I'm sure you have. They're probably yeah, unlikable people in general. <laughs> 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 I, I, I kid. I kid. Actually, um, I do like Cyclops, especially like uh, they've done this character really well. Um, like in the Cable series. He was just fantastic. Like, you only saw him in snippets, mm-hmm. whereas communications from uh, the past to Cable talking about getting uh, baby hope to safety. Mm. And he really humanized everyone involved where he talked to Cable. He was like, you know, talked to him as his son. It was funny because Cable was like 30 years older than Cyclops was <laughs> at the time. And it was just, you know, classic X-Men goofiness. But it was done really well. Mike, you... Yeah. They're going to be doing. <laughs> it's, it's very clear that they're going to be doing more movies, and they've said as much. They've said that the next movie will be in the '90s. What would you like to see them do to maybe salvage this series for you, or at least put it in the right direction? Portable CD players. Hey, uh, <laughs> Django Pants. I'd really like them to bring back Matthew Vaughn to direct mm-hmm. movies. Because uh, which ones did he direct? He just did first uh, class. First, did oh, first that class. was the guy who directed yeah, first class. He Hell yeah! Fucking directed first. <laughs> Pippin to yeah, Jordan. Yeah, we need to see a uh, better director. Yeah, a better a better director. class of director. Quit giving it the singer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. They need to stop giving Brian Singer so much old uh, school power and. Uh, Make him a producer. I don't know. I just get rid of him. Throw him in a volcano. (laughs) (laughs) You say that about everyone. 
I feel like <laughs> put he, him in a Lazarus chamber for fifteen hundred years. I feel like he did have yeah. some uh, product production producer work on. Uh, First class. It's a shame because he did so much way back in the day to get X-Men to Going. where it is now. But um, once he jumped ships to do Superman Returns, it, he really lost from a that lot of his credibility. And, um, Not to mention that sex scandal with that 16-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a, he's got some legal issues of his own going on in his you life. You know, it's um, funny. He just moved to France. He did? No, I said you could. Oh. I... Uh, with Roman Polanski. I was like, that looks bad. I went out uh, yesterday. I was at work and I went to lunch. And uh, what did you have? Person for lunch? I went with. Uh, we had what Taco did you Bell. have for lunch? We Taco Bell. What did you get? <laughs> we were talking, and he had told me that he had never seen uh, the first X Men movies. Who? Brian Singer? No. I'm the not I went surprised. With. And I, I I thought about it, and I was like, I don't even know if it would be beneficial to watch those now. No. Because I feel like no. at the time they were good, Extremely but dated. compared to what we got now... We we actually just rewatched the first three. What were your thoughts? Uh, the first one, I hated. The second <laughs> one was still okay. The mansion scene really saved it. And then the third one was... And Nightcrawler. Su- the third, yeah, the third one was... Surprisingly, a little bit more tolerable, just because I could laugh at it now. That's what I'm saying. It's got the Batman and Robin fan. Yeah, like it's kind of like okay, I know this movie's terrible. I actually, I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna watch this. I liked Bullet Tooth Tony as Juggernaut. I don't care what What? anyone says. Bullet Tooth Tony playing Juggernaut. Oh, I thought you said that you think of me as Juggernaut. I do every day. (laughs) I think of you chasing me through walls with your penis-shaped helmet, (laughs) and then I wake up in a cold sweat. It's what I thought happened earlier upstairs. (laughs) I just heard loud noises. I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. (laughs) I uh, Jeff screaming in the bathroom. (laughs) Time will tell. Uh, I, I hope to see the movie opening weekend. It's kind of a busy time at my work for that. But I'll see it to review it. I That's mean, another thing. is I've, We waited a long time to see Apocalypse in a movie. You know, an X-Men Still movie. Still zero yeah. excitement for oh, it. Oh, man. They make Ivan Ooze <laughs> the villain. I really I'm just don't... Yeah, sad. I don't care for the character design. I mean... All I those just, tra- trailers they show, they look like exactly like Days of Future Past. I don't understand, like... Yeah. Since the... I mean... I understand the line of thinking when they were doing the first X-Men. Like, they were like, okay, how do, can we make these movie accurate? So they went with what they went with. But the movies, comic book movies in general, have come so long where, come a long way where having a screen accurate depiction of a hero's costume perfectly is not feasible. that hard to Look do. Look at Thanos. If Look they at can Thanos. make Captain yeah. America look badass, Deadpool. I'm going to shine some light in a direction we don't usually. If a cosplayer that works at, so let's say, fucking Lowe's can do <laughs> a apocalypse better than a major million-dollar uh, studio, there's something very, yes. very, very wrong with that. He looks more intimidating. He looks more cool. Is there it was, made um, out of badass leather, leather though? There's actually a... Uh, Sexy leather. Yeah. Uh, design, uh, costume design effects designer that was doing stuff for X-Men Apocalypse, and they did uh, Apocalypse. And this one, the one they did looked like spot on. Like, Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. It was one of the rejected yeah. Apocalypse like it, no shit. Yeah, it literally and looked, it looked like, like fucking Apocalypse. Yeah, you looked at it, you're like, that's fucking Apocalypse. It looks amazing. What? So with that being said, um, I'd like to introduce a new segment to the show called Catching Up with Cody. 
Cody yeah. finally saw Deadpool. <laughs> yes, oh, I yeah. Did. <laughs> I caught up on a lot of things, actually. Although, you reminded me, I haven't watched any of the new X-Men movies yet. That's fine. Mm, it's fine. I'll watch that and then give her a review. What'd you, uh, yeah. Yay or nay on Deadpool? Yay. Okay. We a, got, uh, well, big yay? Because that sounds like a big yay. Uh, yeah. As Wait, are you saying big yay or big gay? You, <laughs> <laughs> it got a lot of big gay. Especially that one scene with the... Oh, yes. <laughs> How did you like Col- um, Colossus in it? Colossus was perfect. Wasn't he? I mean, that's what I'm saying. The uh, gentle giant he was always meant to be. I was uh, yeah. talking with one of my coworkers, and they were saying Uh-oh. they didn't like how he was. He, like, character, like, design-wise, he was perfect, but his personality was... I well, loved his personality. His, that's exactly how he, is, how he is. Gentle Soviet giant. I would say that maybe he's a little bit more slapstick because he, it's a Deadpool yeah, movie. Like, well, that's just the, the indicative. Yeah. yeah. When you put a character in a Deadpool comic. I feel like it's one of Deadpool's unspoken superpowers where they all just <laughs> gravitate towards... Yes. The comedy, the yeah, they, they they act out of character around. Well, it's, it's not even like yeah. it's not even out of character. It's just like that one uh, that one character uh, perspective just mm-hmm. amplified times exactly. a thousand. Where, yes, right. Like okay. if Wolverine had been in the movie, he would have just kept saying over and over, "I'm the best at what I do." <laughs> yeah. Or if you know? or if Cable was in there, he'd just be super manly and totally serious all the time, and and then getting Deadpool. angry at Deadpool yeah. when he was act, you know. Yeah. Really? Are you going to do that right now? They wouldn't <laughs> even hire an actor. They'd just cut out from the old 90s comic. <laughs> like, make a little Have mouth him move. shake left and right yeah. when he was talking. <laughs> all right. That'd How did you like Nagasonic Teenage Warhead? Uh, for like the... F- Three lines she had. Oh like, yeah, no, she was cool looking. I liked her um, a lot. She held her own. Big, they, I li- big fan. I like that they like completely altered her powers from what they are in the comics. Oh, she's an utterly different. From what yeah, she's in the comics. completely different. And they had to get like Marvel's permission to do that. Mm-hmm. Marvel's like, eh, we don't have. Much well, we don't care. It's not a Grant Morrison's weirdo character. Yeah. Well, I think I think the I think it was a, probably a good call to do it because like her power set in the movie kind of matches more with her name. Yeah, I mean, it does. I mean, I mean, it, yeah, in the comics, she just. Can predict the future. Like yeah. three days in advance, too. It's not even yeah. like that far. <laughs> She's just a conspiracy theorist. She can tell, she can tell us the winning numbers on the, the Powerball. The are dropping. All right. Um, no, I really, really liked it, and it made me realize what I like about certain Marvel movies. I like when they do humor. Folks. Or, I'm sorry. Well, uh, Deadpool uh, from the beginning Marvel was property. Like Marvel properties. My bad. You know, we have to remember that uh, huh? the studio. What, what happened? Uh, Deadpool, it was always a gamble for Fox. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was their biggest banking movie. Yeah, yeah, big it, time. Let's put this into perspective. It's made more it made more money than uh the two Captain America movies. It made more movie than or uh, it made more money than any of the X-Men movies. It made more money than Batman v Superman. So, there think about go. that. Right. <laughs> it was never a big gamble. It was a big gamble because they didn't want to do it how they should do it. Exactly. It was just uncharted territory. Yeah. I mean, the fan base alone for Deadpool, the fans that read Deadpool are the ones that are going to keep going multiple times to see it at the theater and made it the big... I mean, I think I've I seen Deadpool in theaters like four times <laughs> I saw because I, lo- I loved it that much. And that's that's a pretty rare aspect for me nowadays is to see it four times in a theater right, instead yeah. of just like tw- you know the casual twice and then wait six months. The casual twice. The casual twice. <laughs> Everybody is the casual same for way. me. Who <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the? And uh, real quick before we uh, before we jump into our main topic, Cody also saw Ant Man. Yeah. Thoughts? Oh my God! No Thoughts, way. Feelings. Yes. Um, this goes along with what I was saying earlier. 
I like the humorous aspect of these. I don't like when they take it not so seriously. It I think it gives them a little bit more freedom. Well, especially when you're doing a character like Ant Man, yeah. you have to be able to poke. <laughs> it was poke definitely fun at yeah. It was based on the irrede- irredeemable Ant Man instead of the original yeah. uh, um, Pym Ant Man. And I, yeah. I think I was talking to Stephanie about this. Or so, I was talking to somebody about it. I don't think Ant Man, and this might be just because I personally love Paul Rudd, but I don't know if that movie would have worked without him. Without I, his comedic uh, timing and what he brought, I don't know if... It's hard to say. Yeah, it's hard to say, but I don't know if anybody else could have pulled it off as well as he pulled off, especially when you look at his scene in Civil War. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Although I would have enjoyed seeing a commie smasher young Michael Douglas as Ant-Man. <laughs> I would like to see <laughs> old, there's still time. Michael Douglas. <laughs> there's still time. We might see that. I would, I would say nowadays like the Hank Pym Ant-Man wouldn't have went over. Like They had to use the... Uh, Scott Lang. Scott Lang. Like it, less wife beating. <laughs> Just for the record, Paul Rudd is forty-seven years old. Yeah, yeah he's old as shit. Whoa. All these motherfuckers look so good for their age. I can only hope that I look half as good. When How I get old is uh, Scarlett Johansson? Uh, I think she's like in her thirties. Ew. Her nose is ten. <laughs> no, she still looks very good. That suit though in Ant Man is so badass. I know it it's is. just like a scuba yeah. diver suit. It looks like, but I don't know. She's the same age as she's the same age as me. She's thirty-one. Is. She's 31. Wow, she's 31. All of her other co-stars hey. are 96 years old. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's discuss the what we were calling the state and future of the comic industry. Now, we are in a renaissance of sorts for comics and just overall, like, How we're in culture. a genesis for comic movies. And, like, it's, to me, it's not as, like, I'm ashamed to be a comic book fan. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't have to be as guarded. Like, I could fucking wear my Captain America shirt. I can wear my X-Men shirt. I can post pictures of my fucking oh, toys yeah. on Facebook. That and just be like, Wolverine you have on here, Twitter. world, here's me. <laughs> I can wear my Spider-Man underwear. <laughs> and not be judged. I can, right. I can go to Let's the gym. public. <laughs> you can go to the gym nowadays and be like, I want pecs and biceps like Chris Evans and Captain America. <laughs> I want to be able to pull down helicopters from <laughs> exactly. the sky. Like that's that's an actual thing nowadays. I think it's I pulling think it's helicopters down from the sky. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like disc golf now. It's just like a thing you do. Bunch of lazy college students <laughs> pulling um, helicopters from the heliports. I mean, because we've seen this happen before, where the comic industry seems like it's flourishing, and then all of a sudden the bottom falls out. Yeah. Like the 1990s. Like in the 90s, it was like from like 93 to 96, where like they were suddenly they were like. Hey, wait a minute. You mean to tell me, like, the first issue of Superman's worth, like, a million dollars? I don't know if that's the exact It's estimate. high. That is the exact But, uh, <laughs> so then, like, uh, every comic book company was pushing out... First new, editions. First foil edition, editions. Foil editions. Get trading cards. Oh, yeah. Holographic. Holographic. <laughs> I think Alternate I covers. Black uh, editions, yeah. Oh, just, and they still do stuff like that. They never learn. Um, and... and what that ended up doing is like people were buying all this stuff, but they were pushing out so much of it. Didn't mean squat. It didn't mean shit. It's like Star Wars yeah. figures. It was, I was just about to say that. <laughs> it's like the Star Wars toys they released in 1997. When they released those, people were buying them up. They were like, these are going to be worth money, just like the old ones from the 80s. But they produced so money, I could walk into Big Ben's comics right now and buy all the ones I had as a kid in package for like five, six bucks. Yeah. Right. The, the value from them is... Not there. Hmm. And, I mean, the important thing to remember, like, with, with any type of collecting comics or something like that, you do have to remember that 
for a lot of times for something to be worth anything, it has to be worth nothing. They first. can't predict that it'll yeah. be worth something. Um, the and death of everything Damien is collectible nowadays. The death of Damien actually cl- uh, climbed uh, pretty fast. I could believe it because no one would have expected it to be worth anything. Yeah, but like, well, I mean, and you know, everybody has that mentality. Like, oh, this comic's going to be worth a lot. And it doesn't. Well, and, and just because they would it, produce comics to be worth something, like the death of Superman, they purposely released foil editions of all the four. You know, mm-hmm. the Boy Steel, right. um, Cyborg Superman, and Eradicator. They like alternate editions, foil editions, and they're like, "Oh, it's gonna be huge." The um, like they had the like a few years ago, the death of Captain America happened, mm-hmm. and. Everybody bought those up thinking, like, this is going to be worth money. And they, you know, brought it, it back. I mean, this, I'm is, looking this at isn't the, even that far from. I look at the, bucks, I'm I looking at the issue I have right now. Six bucks. <laughs> oh, six bucks. Six bucks. Well, every, yeah, is, exactly. Is this a first print? Uh, or is it a second print? I'm not sure. He actually I, uh, I, printed I, it from his printer I, on the internet. I, th- I thought, that the, I thought first print, print was uh, 25. Either way, you're not talking. I, I, I know tell, that. Uh Damian Wayne, Death of First Print, ten bucks. Nine ninety nine. All right. And I mean, a lot of that can weigh in the fact that these characters don't stay dead. But we're not going to get into that. <laughs> I promised myself we weren't going to talk about that. Um. And and another thing, like you know, we we have seen comics making the jump from page to digital. You know, it, they're always trying to push the new. Way of things, format. and the superior format. <laughs> if you're no. anything, if you're anything like me, like we even have like Blu-rays now, where they're coming over from digital, and music has been for a long time now has been digital. That fight's anything, been going on a long time. If you're anything like me, yeah. uh, and I, I catch a lot of flack for this, I prefer physical copies. Mm-hmm. I don't like having just a file that is mine. I like to have like. I, to hold, like like a girl. <laughs> I like to actually have one to hold. I prefer my girl's digital. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I want. I think that, and that part of that goes with just the the mindset of ownership. The mindset for me of ownership is having something. Well, you're you like, a, you're a, uh, big into collectability. Yeah. Well, not even necessarily that. Yeah. Like even like with my movies and stuff like that. Like I'm, I'm fighting that digital <laughs> movement. Well, that's the thing, like, the vast, vast majority of comics I've read have all been digital. Like, the entire original Transformers run, which was over 100 issues, I read them all on, uh, like, tfarchives.com because they're impossible <laughs> to find otherwise. This I is remember back before you sending me all those links on <laughs> Instant Messenger way, way back in the day. <laughs> And it and took twenty minutes for one page. Yeah, see. the, like, the, the original like. Secret Wars and like stuff that you wouldn't be able to find at the time because they didn't release them in a um, graphic novel format. Mm. You just you got digital copies, and it wasn't a big deal. Tony, what are your thoughts on? Uh, I'm always the hard copy kind of guy. I mean, uh, it's, up top, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't it's reach you. Right. Air do. five, air five. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my back! <laughs> <laughs> it's it's once again it goes with the whole ownership aspect, and not only that. Like for me, it's a collecting aspect too. I mean, I go out, I buy the single issues, or you know, I've been getting yelled at, so I'm starting to buy the graphic novels. Which <laughs> um, so, is still fine. It's still so a physical, yeah. you know, physical copy that you can hold. But and like, you can say this is mine. Exactly. Not not too long ago. 
I bought like the I did. <laughs> I bought the Amazing Spider-Man first appearance of Carnage, mm-hmm. and like that's a huge fucking deal for me. Carnage was like one of my favorite uh, comic book characters growing up, and like to have that held in my hand, sitting at like a eight point nine CGC rating, I'm like. Yeah, it's not the same great. if you're just like, hey, check out this file I got. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's, for ex- I also think, though, it's about, um, it's about accessibility. Like, for me, a digital thing, me reading it on my phone, like, that would annoy the living crap out of me. Do you me. think if you had, like, a tablet, you might be more... If I had, like, an iPad... Or I would, an actual I would, computer? Actual, <laughs> no, no, not even a computer. Like, I think that would irk me, too, sitting there watching... Uh, just, like, scrolling and... Yeah. I, I read them on my big screen TV. There yeah. you go. See, that might work for me if I could That's use, like... That's nice. I just... I, I... It's hard for me to get into it, and especially, too, like, I, I can imagine, like, as far as, like, especially, like, art, like a, yeah. a, a drawing... Looking at it in hand as opposed to on screen, it's not the same. Uh-huh. It, it, it'll never be the same to me. I think this is also going to be a generational thing as it goes along. Oh, yeah. Because we are not spring chickens, but I am, there I are am people... 48 years old. <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> I mean, about? All right, yeah, Tony's getting buff. Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, there's a generation now coming up that have grown up with the cloud at this point. They mm-hmm. trust the cloud. They oh, believe yeah. in the cloud. <laughs> The cloud, you know, the cloud is gone. Here we go yeah, again. Kind of. But, you know, so it's not, ownership is not such a big deal to them. So Yeah, I and would, that's what's wrong with that generation. <laughs> let's not go down that dark, <laughs> that's, fucking pathetic It's path. very true. Like, we are, like, we're the generation and going, like, I mean, going maybe a little bit younger than Tony, too. Like, we're the generation that's kind of was caught in the middle yeah. between all this. We're, we're, the tor- we, we're the torn generation. The I mean, lost generation. You can look at this table. I hate lost. We're the tested generation. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, you, can, you can definitely look at this table. You got me and Mike, who are very, uh, I would say, kind of like, we need OCD? to hold it. Our, uh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> hold it in our hands. Then you got, like, Jeff. You got Mike. Oldest one in the group. <laughs> who are all, like, digital freaks. You got Cody, who just doesn't care. It's just right there. <laughs> and I mean, also, a lot of it comes, a lot of it, too, also comes into finance. That. Oh God! Yeah, finance like you know budget. Your personal budget also weighs in a lot. Where you know instead of going out and spending three four bucks on a single issue, you could just get it for free. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I buy I, don't a, I buy a copy of every digital download I make. You know, let me tell you, Jeff. I think otherwise it's illegal. Jeff, I think I speak for you that you know I would probably buy everything I wanted. If I had like more disposable income, but at this point that would be a lot of money. Yeah. So well, like the thing is for me, like a big thing was I used to go on a bunch of uh, comic book image boards, and then be they would just be like, "Have you guys read this? Here's a link to it," and I would just be like, "Well, all right, it sounds oh, good." Shit. Yeah. Someone hands you a and then, joint, like, you smoke it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know that's how I started drinking, <laughs> <laughs> and that turned out all right, pretty good. It's still manageable. It fights the shakes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, digital, I, I would definitely support it if that was the case. And that's the one argument with a uh, digital format is like when you're paying for it, it's a bit cheaper. You know, like, it's a lot cheaper actually. What's yeah. kind of, I know, like books themselves, it's like you buy a, a fucking book, it's twenty bucks. But oh, I, digital uh, I, uh, like yeah, five. digital books. I mean, you can get those for free, super easy too. Well, yeah. yeah, but I'm saying if but as, an, I mean, as an actual market, like I think for uh, for a single issue comic on like the DC app or the Marvel app, it runs about a dollar, dollar fifty, and that's what kind of sucks. Like opening up the the digital realm, 
Um, is that like the real term for it? <laughs> yes. Some, is that's that, where Max Headroom lives. <laughs> is that as, you know, the people working and creating on the stuff, you have more people that are able to get it and not pay for it, so you have people that are maybe losing money on it. Yeah. I mean, it's not as it's not like, you know, as ridiculous as like the music industry. Like, we're not getting you guys... Most let's be honest. Most of the musicians make their money from fucking tours. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's merchandising. Make, you know, that's where they make most of their money. Thing. But like uh, the merch booth, baby. We talked about it earlier. Like comic book artists and writers and stuff like that. They don't. They're not like multimillionaires. They don't especially make especially independent ones. They don't like, make a I shit ton of never, money. Never ever pirate like uh, just some local comic book guy or like I can understand if it's like a Marvel or DC thing. But if you're talking like Dynamite or like some other like Oni Press or like. One of the other little guys that are just trying to get their name out there. They've been like they make really good comics, and I I wouldn't condone at all pirating stuff that they yeah. do. I'm, I'm just gonna say this one thing to Def. I believe this is for you, Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you, you, when you once you make the jump from you know hard copy to digital, like you open yourself up to okay, people are gonna illegally. Download this, like you. That's yeah. just, do you say that before just, you download stuff, like I do? Yeah. <laughs> okay, just, people, here I go. <laughs> it's just illegal it's, download. It's, it's like it's like Kevin in Home Alone. <laughs> I'm about to illegally download this comic, and no one's gonna stop me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, and then in turn too, that also affects you know certain comic book stores and stuff like that. Like, and those a lot of those places fail. Left and right, like even though we're in like a, a nerd renaissance, if you will, yeah. uh, it, it's still not you know uh, a business where people are like, I'm going to go start a comic book because that comic book store because that's going to just make fucking mad ton of yeah. money. Mm-hmm. Any comic book store that I've been to that, and that they seem to struggle, or or they've just they've cemented themselves, yeah, long enough. They're a pillar in the community. Yeah, exactly. They're built on the bones of their enemies. <laughs> <laughs> They're built on the bones of Bookbin. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, that poor painting of the well, I mean, 90s Incredible Hulk. And just in just the uh, past couple of years around here, we've we've had three comic book stores open. Yeah, spring up out of nowhere. Um, I mean, there's been several to close also. Well, Bookbin closed. They didn't uh, sell comic books for like 10 years before they closed, though. <laughs> uh, Wonder World Comics closed, but they kind of they closed, relocated slash renamed. I mean, and, and the one real like staple that we have in our area, our community is is uh, Big Ben's Comics Oasis. Yeah, which I yeah. remember going there when I was a kid because I remember they have the like haircut place fruit. over there. The Lions Den. Yep, I my dad would uh, had taken me to get my haircut there a few times, and actually like we would go there like after mm-hmm. I got my haircut and all that. And I remember. Oh, tons of that. I remember a lot of Saturday visits there. And, well, it's uh, also down the street from the uh, Dollar Show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's normal. So I can see. Um, the comic book shop in Woodhaven, I like, too. They have a pretty good Comic City in Woodhaven is also a nice uh, nice place to stop. It is. It's oh, very man. Now you can Brain go. in Dearborn. There's for, green. for your independent and stuff? Yeah. yeah. Yes. If you want to support, yeah. like, the independent. Um, but I actually was at Big Ben's Comics yes, uh, yesterday. And I was talking to a couple of the guys there, and I was just curious because there's this uh, somewhat uh, worrisome thing that some people have in the comic book community of um, a waning of interest in the youth. Because uh-huh. all of us, we We're grew up young. with all this stuff. You know, this is stuff was just kind of embedded in us. Yeah. Um, so, and I asked them, I was like, so guys, give or take, what is the age difference? 
as far as you know the amount of kids you have coming in buying new comics and the amount of adults. And uh, kind of looked at me, they're like, oh, geez. And I was like, would you say it's like 75% adults? And they're like, no. I'd say maybe it's like more like 85. Huh. Then another guy chimed in, he's like, actually, he's like, no, it's, it's more like 90. 90% adults. 90%. I could believe it. 10% well, kids. One thing that's going to help is a lot of those uh, adults buying comics have children now, and they're going to push their <laughs> comics on. You're going to read those funny books, kid, or yeah. you're no son of mine. Well, yeah, like I was just, I think you I want to play football. Down to the uh, dollar show. And watch You'll finish your X-Men comics, and then you can play Deadpool football. Deadpool or uh, <laughs> Captain America. Or something. They can actually see a comic book movie and then go buy comics that's, from the local comic. That's book what store. we have, like helping and, right um, now. Is their the, parents are the ones, you know, pushing that now. That's what we have now. Is a lot of people like they go see Captain America: Civil War. They go see, you know, X Men or whatever. They, and then they can go to the comic book store after, or like they do free comic book day. Yeah. Now, that was one thing when I was talking to them at Big Ben's. They said, you know, free comic book day. There's tons of kids here. Mm-hmm. You know, free comic books. Right. Who's not all for Shit, that? Yeah. yeah. That makes me think what we were talking about earlier is, okay, kids are a little bit smarter nowadays, you know? Yeah. And buying a single-issue comic, uh, it's not worthwhile for me, you know? I'm going to finish that, you know, if I'm not driving, I'm going to finish that on the ride home, and there goes your allowance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got very into that, and I was like... You're doing oh, the, pres- you did my- the presidential point. Yeah. <laughs> but... But you know, I, I agree with your statement. Let's say after the when the the, the shines off the comic book movie, mm-hmm. when it starts to to dwindle and teeter off the way of maybe the western or, or what have you, or the romantic comedy. Um, <laughs> are we gonna have like you know are are kids gonna end up having more access to it, or is this gonna be a thing where it's not in the foreground anymore, and so it just sort of starts to dwindle and. Mm. Once again, we have like a feigning interest in comic books. Only I feel hipsters as though, are going to be into comics. <laughs> I feel as though this is going to sound strange, but uh, the actual physical medium of comic books are unimportant for the comic book or the superhero uh, industry and creative process in general at this point because the vast majority of interest in superheroes doesn't come from comic books anymore. So the... Wellspring. It's of, from like movies. And it'll be cartoons. from itself, and if it can keep springing from that, then comic books will always have a home, but it will no longer be this main medium of inspiration. So the spirit of comic books is almost like Ultron. It just keeps exactly. It's a uh, self-resurgence. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that's kind of like yeah. uh, what you were talking about with westerns too. They started out as novels and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And they the penny westerns. Yep. Yeah. Now, so, no, no, who the fuck reads Penny Westerns anymore? Uh, right here, great baby. grammar. Then. Yeah. <laughs> my grandma. I, I have read two Western novels. Zane, whatever. I read uh, yeah, I think... Blood Meridian oh, by well, Cormac classic. McCarthy. It was very depressing. Mm-hmm. And I w- another one, but I can't remember it. So it was obviously really good. <laughs> I would do have to say that uh, in the form of the actual comic book reading, the... Uh, the responsibility lies in, um, well, I guess mostly our generation's hands, and we have to, we will be the ones to either pass down the tradition of comic book reading and everything, or we let it die. Well, and that's the thing is, uh, not everything is passed down. Like, it, it wasn't a thing like where like my dad he didn't have like a stack of comics or anything like that. Like uh, superheroes and stuff that was just something that I found. Like my brothers weren't mm-hmm. really hardcore into it. 
I, you know, started, you know, when I was really young watching Ninja Turtles and I watched, you know, the Batman the movies. Cartoons that, big, uh, the cartoons were a big... The cartoons. We had the fortune of the springboard you know, cartoons when we were... If it wasn't for the X-Men cartoons, I wouldn't be nearly as big into comics as But I, I also I also had a friend right. in um, grade school who was really into comics. Like, him and his brother, they had, like, long boxes. They had, like... Hmm. I remember they had this amazing... Uh, Spider-Man. It was. It was a <laughs> Spider-Man poster in the room of him... I think he was in, uh, he was in Maximum Clonage. He's in the. <laughs> I can't remember if he was Clonage. in the black costume or in the blue and red costume, but whichever costume he was in, the other costume was like hanging, like pinned on the wall behind That's cool. him, and it looked so awesome. And um, just stemming from that, and then like you know, like you said, the cartoons and stuff like that. That's what really got me into it. And that's another thing is the animation world, especially with superheroes, has been dumbed down so much mm-hmm. for kids today. Teen Titans go. <laughs> <laughs> There's like that. My, and, my nieces watch that cartoon. Oh, um, like I actually you, like it a lot. You think back to like the uh, the Batman animated series or the Spider-Man animated series or X-Men. Like those were well-developed shows. Like they had overarching stories and that's why I love like Young Justice Especially, so much. Especially uh, X Men. Oh my goodness! So much plot. Previously on X Men, every episode. <laughs> Who <Yeah>. are you, <laughs> Scott? But I, I, I do, I do think that if you're right, Tony, where if you know, it might rely on some of the you know, people to be like, "Hey, kid, come into my van and read some comics." What? Wait, what? <laughs> I was, Is that all we got to do? That's all you got to do. <laughs> Who's got a van? All right. <laughs> or like, you know, uh, maybe like a do like they did on Comic Book Man, maybe like uh, instead of an ice cream truck, it's a comic book truck and you just sell comics from your truck. Still sounds huh. kind of yeah. creepy. Still sounds creepy. Oh, like I'm already Was he wearing uh, flood jorts when he was handing No, these but out? they had they had uh, <laughs> they had Ernie Hudson with them though. Oh. Oh, accreditation. Um, <laughs> the kids are like, who is this? Is that actually, yeah, that was, it was God a lot of it. damn it. They were like, they were selling I ghosts. was in Congo, damn it. <laughs> and this just shows like the generational uh, gap and everything. They they were selling like Ghostbusters comics. Uh-huh. And the kids were like, don't do oh, it. Oh, Ghostbusters. And they're like, do you know who he is? And they're like, no. Oh. <laughs> you got any Pokemon? <laughs> yeah. Got any That's probably out of Digimon? date now at this Pokemon. point, too. Like, for me, I've already started on like Janelle's nephew. Mm-hmm. Like I, every Christmas or something like that, you I'll... introduce him to Ernie Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, he destroyed the place. Um, <laughs> that's the that's the ghost of uh, Harold Ramis saying "fuck off." I thought you were gonna say Ernie Hudson's career. <laughs> <laughs> Asking if anyone's seen Congo over and over. <laughs> <laughs> Another movie he wasn't on the poster for. <laughs> it was just the gorilla on the poster. That's it. Uh, um, but every like Christmas or something, I'll be like, no, 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 no. He's getting fucking. He's getting comic book stuff. He's getting comic. Book. And he's coming. He's about to come into the age now where it's like, all right, I might give him an actual I comic. You say book. you might like girls, but even you're give him comics. <laughs> it's weird too, because like even like uh, toy companies have. Saw the market for like the uh, we'll just say the man child, nah. you know, yeah. like <laughs> what does that mean? They uh, <laughs> they they know that they you know oh there's a market you know and yeah, there's the market and then you look at some of the stuff that they actually do sell for kids 
It's not nearly as cool as like the no. Marvel Legends or like uh, it's like these little tiny figures like they're terrible. This big and is the stuff today that's coming out for kids action figure wise. Of the same quality as the stuff that we had as kids. It's probably a little better. It's I mean, it's better as technology better. has come on. It's better sculpted, better painted. Um, but, but like, you don't have a little Nerf proton pack launchers. Though. But like, the the toys I got were like got that five six bucks. <laughs> and like, if if you really want to get kids into it, like you're not going to buy them like a twenty dollar Marvel Legend. Like at least I I don't know if I would. Well, that's just, you know, inflation. Which when is we why were we kids, need to raise the minimum wage. <laughs> oh, Here God. we go again. Oh, when when uh, me and Mikey, we used to go to Toys R Us, and we get X-Men and X-Force action figures for three and four bucks a pop. Yep. And we were thankful. We... <laughs> We used to get like three at a time. Oh my! We didn't even know each other this time. We just happened to share this life experience, and I'd be like, "Who yeah. the hell's Ahab? Whatever, it's an X-Men action figure." Yeah, I guess I'll buy Kane. <laughs> yep. Right. Yeah, they had Kane. I remember uh, I had uh, Gideon Richter. I had Richter, the vibrating Richter. Yep, yeah. <laughs> Wait, he had a what? He, he, <laughs> he had a, a, a little wind-up key in the back, and he'd wind it up, and he'd just go. He had uh, earthquake powers. Ironically enough, he was shaped like a dildo, and he is one of the first confirmed homosexual X characters. Bullshit. No. Yeah, Richter, Richter was uh, retconned as gay the whole time. Oh, my God. But, yeah, um, and we had, I had Nimrod, even though he didn't look anything like the cartoon Nimrod. He was red. But he still looked pretty cool. Right. I and all the, the, the Apocalypse action figure I had was a shitty earlier one. And the... Uh, was it the one that the joints would uh, it, it elongate? Would, yeah, and he would like his, and then I had the really had shitty juggernaut who was on roller skates, oh, and his yeah. knees wouldn't articulate. <laughs> I had like a, a battering ram. I remember all oh, the hatred, and his arm would flip yeah. like this. I'm there like, was oh, a, yeah, great. A lever yeah, on awesome, the back, awesome, great. <laughs> there was a. It was like this. Do you remember yeah. the? Uh, they did release like the uh, twelve-inch X Men figures. And remember, I had like the twelve-inch apocalypse, which was fantastic so because I could that'd use be them. Perfect with the action. Other I could use them in scale with the six-scale ones. Yeah. He, he grew. I had four cable action figures. <laughs> I loved each and every one of them to death. Um, <laughs> I had four th- of the seven. You four oh, cable action figures. My cable. parents would be like, "You already have cable." I'm like, <laughs> "Do you think too?" Like, <laughs> you don't understand how cool cable is. Our you know, did the, you have the karate chop cable. Yeah. Yeah, I had the original cable whose arm would only move like this. Yep, yeah, the other arm. He had like a weird joint rotator uh, cuff injury or something, or like it was for the guns, the guns that he had. Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) So, I mean, that's another like. (laughs) That's another offshoot of like the comic book movie realm, or just the comic industry is like. In turn, with all this stuff, we've also seen like a huge spike in like collectability and. you know, adult figures that, you know, people Especially can Especially Richter. He was definitely an adult figure. <laughs> um, like, for example, like over in Hong Kong, they I watched a thing where they were talking about uh, Hot Toys. You were in Hong Kong? Yes. <laughs> I watched a thing, like, they were talking about, like, the success of Hot Toys, and they said in 2015, they saw a 100% spike in sales. I can believe it. 100% spike. That's insane. 2015? Yes. That place is 100% from Whoa. China? Like the whole company, Hot Toys, or yes. is it just production? No, it's Hong Kong. No, it's it's based in Hong Kong. Oh wow! Yeah, um, Trump's gonna kill. <laughs> they they uh, when he gets elected president, president Trump. Whoop. But that's a potentially. Are you like, a Mexico? <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's Grace potentially a uh, no president. <laughs> what did he say? That's potentially another it says Hulk mutant area of the of the whole comic book movie or not comic book movie but comic realm that could just fall out at any minute. And oh, the collectability of collectability uh, of hyper expensive action figures. Just not even hyper expensive. Like you know, you have people that go ape shit for like the Marvel Legends or like I, the I DC like, Super. I like NECA a lot. I'm a big NECA fan. Yeah, wait a minute. They okay. make all the cool Godzillas. So, really? Your hot toys okay. are in limited press, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but they keep releasing more and more and more. As every, I mean, they may not be the same figure, but just you the amount of them all together whatsoever, isn't that going to lower the value? Because it's not like any single one person is buying those just to fucking play with them. You're yes and everyone no. Everyone is putting one of those friendship. things in a glass case. Yes and no. Um, what a lot of people do... And, like, I, I watch a lot of, like, uh, reviewers and stuff on YouTube, and what a lot of them will do Melt is them. they get, like, let's say, okay, Captain America Civil War is out. Well, they come, they're coming out with the Captain America Civil War hot toy. Well, I'm going to just sell my Age of Ultron one and buy that one. What hmm. the fuck? That's what a lot of people will do. Uh, it's fucking weird. So it's like GameStop. For me, like... Yeah. For me... But the, the thing is, is they hold their value, so you can almost always get what you pay for. I was telling Mike the other day that this this same issue is kind of like a it's killing the thrill of the hunt for me. Mm. Like okay, uh, like I, can, I, I can't get Winter Soldier, <laughs> Captain America. Nah, I'm not worried about it. Civil War is coming out. Ah, uh, but exactly. uh, but uh, but Winter Soldier, Captain America's outfit. The shield one, that's my favorite. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I love that. I'd rather have a leather and jacket. That, of that's that just left me. open. That's just oh, left. yeah, those jackets are fucking bitching, man. Yeah, those oh, are my sweet. goodness. That's up to the you know purchaser if you want to you know go through the hassle of selling them on, you, or on eBay. <laughs> YouTube? On YouTube. <laughs> selling them on eBay to get money just so you can buy the latest one. I mean, me personally, that's, that's, that's not something I would actively do. That sounds stressful to <laughs> sell your old one on eBay in time to get the new one on pre-order. Knowing at that some point you're going to replace that one, too. Yeah. Like, fuck that. Mm-hmm. I didn't Just choose the, the nerd ones. life. The nerd life chose <laughs> like, me. I got <laughs> the ones I have. The ones I have, I'm sticking with. Like, I don't, need, I don't need to, you know, get the latest one. To me, if I have one of one character... I'm good. Um, How many Batman do you have? <laughs> of hot toys? I know. I know. <laughs> um, he has a Bruce Wayne, too. Don't listen to him. <laughs> That's a technicality, all right? <laughs> well, no one ever proved that they're the same person. <laughs> yeah. Tony, you look like you want to say something. The issue with the whole, uh, like, I got one of each character thing, I have Captain America First Avenger. Okay, well, that First Avenger doesn't really hold up to, like, Age of Ultron. Cap or you know civil war. I do cap. think that his costume has improved. Oh yeah. Well, like a, the shoulder pads shrink. Uh-huh. That just that, <laughs> that's up field. to you. If you like. and also like the the helmet to eye ratio, like his eyes were too low in the first Avengers. The eye yeah. slits, yeah. and they grew up a little bit up until you know, like right in. They're perfect. They're he just grew. perfect in uh, civil war. I just think like they Jeff finally Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> His eyes just light up every time you mention Cap. They do. It's, it's the only thing he has any joy in, I think. Well, you know, I, so love, I love freedom. I love punching we have Nazis to in the, the mouth. mouth. <laughs> While he's wearing his America shirt. Fuck yeah. Um, I wore this at the uh, premiere. I don't know if... <laughs> I mean, we may eventually one day see like a waning interest on these things. I don't know if they'll ever actually go away. Um, like, I, I don't... 
I don't by any stretch of the imagination ever think that comics are going to go away. No. Like, comics have been around since forever. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, are they going to shift in popularity and Certainly. desirability? Yes. It, uh, it ebbs and flows like the tide. There have been comic book movies since, uh, what? I mean... Like, the, the, the 40s. Yeah. You yeah. know, doing, like, the serials and stuff like that with Batman or, like, the old... They had a Captain America one they had done. They had that one Superman. in the 70s. It was terrible. Um, <laughs> let's that? give Captain America a plexiglass shield and a motorcycle helmet. And I don't know. It was bad. I guess it was cool at the time. I think uh, Hollywood at this point is going to always find the uh, comic book movie genre um, you know, somewhat profitable. Uh, no matter what happens, somewhere it's, down the line. They're going to love it until it's not... They're going to see the you know, formula. Which makes me scared every time a movie flops. Yes. Even when they flop, they don't really flop flop. Yeah. But when they look at it, like they looked at it like with Age of Ultron, yeah. like it didn't make this much. Right. It didn't make that extra $200 million out of the billion that it made. But if down the road when something, they actually flop and, you know, all the big studios don't take the interest in it, if you consider, like, westerns as a genre of movies, once, you know, they've just spit those sub-genre. out. sub Yeah, whatever. Just like how you will have subgenre more creative, more risk-taking, you know, than... Well, that's the thing about movies. right now, like, Deadpool was definitely a big risk-taking as far as studio concerns were... I'm talking story-wise. You might you might have a comic book movie that would well, be up for making, awards. That's what I'm you know? saying. Like they're they're already trying to make a Sandman movie and like other really out there comics. They are the, you, oh, I saw your face. I like really to pretend the one that's thing not happening. Well, that, that's indicative of how well the comic book subgenre is doing is how they're taking these really out there concepts. You're making me uncomfortable, man. The oh, one thing I'm that, that that comic book movies can do to help prevent. Going the way of the Western is being good. Is well being good, and it's been. I forget. I was reading an interview with. It might have been one of the directors of the Russos, or it might have been the director of Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, somebody they were talking about how the problem with the westerns is that's all they were. They were just westerns. The thing with comic book movies is they can bring in other elements of other types of movies. You can have Western comics, you, like Jonah Hex. <laughs> you know, you had uh, Winter Soldier, was, which was like a spy movie. Spy drama. You have like Guardians of the Galaxy, which is like a space opera, and so on and so forth, where you, if Ooh. you bring in these other elements of genres to, ma- to maybe make them seem a little more fresh... And not as you know. I do. Yeah, I definitely think that movies. the western subgenre was more stifling than the comic because comic is just it can be anything, whereas western is a specific time period and it's going to involve gunfights. To me, like some of my favorite comic book movies are the ones that pulled from other genres of movie, like Dark Knight, Civil War, Guardians of the Galaxy, blah 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 blah. <laughs> um, and you say you know that is the one concern with the Marvel movies is the lack of stakes. They I tried to steak so bad yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to up the ante with like having stuff happen, having uh, Rhodey. They should have killed Rhodey. Hey, hey, yeah, but it's <laughs> see the fact that you have emotional investment shows They're that never, it would have been really good. Someone should have killed you. <laughs> <laughs> see, there's the so the emotional much money in my death. <laughs> and you know the fan base is so rabid about these certain characters that they can't risk killing off. Certain they could. It would be. I don't know. When there was no permanent impact. Moolah involved. I mean, I'll, they'll kill a character if he's introduced in the same movie. I think one yeah. time I sat there and I, I counted how many fake deaths there have been in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, jeez. 
And you know what? Don't even what? tease if you're not going to do it is what I'm saying. Like with Rhodey, oh, vital signs, he falls from fucking a mile in the air with, you know, just slamming it. Oh, he's okay. His, his back's just kind of hurt. Here's the thing. When that scene happened... Like it, it was almost when he when he first hit the ground, like I felt the how, air suck out of the theater. How could you expect him to survive that? It just like, seemed so well, cheap when he did survive it. I hold felt- on, hold on a second. So we got Iron Man one, where Tony literally in his what second third suit uh-huh. gets shot out of the fucking sky by a tank and falls, and nobody had a problem with him surviving that. But everybody has a goddamn problem with Brody getting shot oh, and falling right. off. Yeah, the suit was powered. So was Rhodey's. No, it wasn't. No, he lost uh, the power. He lost the... He said I'm flying dead. Yeah, falling. because they took out the arc reactor. Okay, well, you wouldn't think was, that the uh, armor wouldn't uh, give him some sort of... I think the yeah, armor... Yeah, they have shock absorbers? I think the armor, yeah. The, I think the armor is the only reason why he did walk away was so much as a... Uh, he didn't right. walk away, though. Well, you know <laughs> what I mean. Oh. <laughs> your brain is hitting your skull at that point at some point. That's There's what I'm gonna saying. There's going to be a concussion. He would have been, I mean, it just seemed really cheap from that high up. If it had been from, like, a lower height, but, or, like, if he had, like, tried to gain control and then hit the ground, it just seemed like they were making it look, they definitely made it look like he died. There's no way it looked like he could have survived. And they're like, oh, I got a weak fatal, or I got a weak uh, vital sign, you know, like, I don't know. So, they need to keep comic book movies fresh by taking a bit more risks with the characters and keeping... Uh, different elements from different genres and to help freshen them up and not make them feel like these generic cookie-cutter action movies. Um, they need to keep comics going. We need to pass that generational down. We need to don't hand it Be down. it through actual comic books or through good comic book movies. And don't let Cody near our kids. <laughs> I was just about to say, none or, of us have or, kids or, this Or part. our wife's. <laughs> he can't. He can't do that. He's he's not allowed to do that now. Hey now. I mean, I don't think we're on the cusp of like a, a comic book apocalypse anytime no. soon. Like, yeah, we are. It's coming out pretty soon. <laughs> right now, I think we're just all enjoying. The, we're letting the, the good times roll. The thing that everything, the stuff that we've loved for years, like just being able to be enjoyed by like the masses. A good seventy-five uh, percent of comic book movies that come out are really good. Yeah, and that's a much better ratio than I would have expected. And there are good comics out there. I mean, you just gotta know when to pick and find them. And I recommend mm-hmm. you go to a local comic book store and buy them and keep those fuckers afloat. <laughs> so they get made into better, possibly movies. Like a lot of the big events, they get made into even better movies. As far as I'm concerned, I liked Civil War the movie better than I liked the comic. Mm-hmm. It's like they say, TV's twice as fast. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> I've never heard that saying, but that, that is very true. Do you, I mean, I don't think you guys have any, any more concerns, or you're just going to enjoy the ride as it happens. Yeah, I mean... As, I, I, as it goes for Marvel movies, I'm not scared at all. As it goes for the others, I'll flip a coin. Well, like, what about like just like the, the comic book industry in general? Oh, no, I'm not scared. I mean, um, even if it collapses horribly, it won't be the end. It means you can get them real cheap too. Then. That's it what can, I'm saying. If yeah. it can serve, if comic books and everything can survive the '90s, I'm pretty sure they can survive anything. <laughs> if they mm-hmm. can survive the '50s and like the whole witch hunt, where <laughs> you, yeah. can't have a, you can't have a werewolf, you can't have a zombie in it. It'll you can't have a hypodermic needle <laughs> yeah. in your book. It's yeah. Before we wrap this up, I want to ask everybody a question. 
Right. Uh, like Tony likes to ask some of the random. <gasps> You're questions. taking my stick. I am. You fuck. You wash your face in my I, sink. I won't. I won't call it what you call it. <laughs> okay. But um, so you guys, you are superheroes. I you know. have to take. You have to take on a sidekick from the realm of DC or Marvel. Who do you pick? Galactus. <laughs> He's not a sidekick. Oh, an it actual, has to be an actual sidekick. Silver Surfer. Squirrel Is he girl. a sidekick? Uh, he's, he's Galactus' a sidekick. <laughs> God damn you, John. <laughs> That's a cop-out. It is. That's a cop-out. Mikey, you said Squirrel Girl. I'll take uh, Ben Riley, Spider-Man. Is he a, he's not a sidekick. He's not a sidekick. I, he was a clone. <laughs> Here we well, go. Well, this has failed go. horribly. <laughs> uh, I'll take Sparrow. Sidekick. There you go. From the Amalgam comics. Um, she had all the annoyingness of Robin and all the annoyingness of Jubilee. <laughs> Why would you want that? <laughs> because I love annoying characters. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I'll, I'll, t- I'll take the next one. I'm going to take Harley Quinn and get dirty with it. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, she is kind of... Oh, well, you can't well, fuck well, you <laughs> Why not? I don't know. I'm going to change my Anyways, choice of Sparrow. Yeah, no, I would, I, would, I, would, <laughs> I, would, I would take Harley Quinn because I don't want Robin because they keep dying. And, uh, <laughs> Let's be honest. Only one died. Okay. And he yes. came back. Yeah. Well, no, two died, but they both came back. I mean, it depends on what, what nope, storyline. Okay, you're right. Three spoiler, died. Spoiler yeah. died, right? Yep. Okay, so... I mean, there's a fifty percent mortality ratio. I just, I just, I just. <laughs> I well, they are children. I feel like my everyday life would be more interesting and fun with Harley Quinn's psychopathic sidekickness. She kills you, yeah, <laughs> or the other Come people on. you love in your life, or the other person that she has in her life kills you. Deadshot. Are you talking about? <laughs> oh, hold on, you didn't say anything about consequences. <laughs> I, th- I figured this. They was were implied. Shit. Oh, well, I'm not gonna be like I'm gonna, I want fucking Speedy as my sidekick because I don't want to deal with a fucking you know <laughs> junkie kid. <laughs> smack him around a little bit. How many junkie sidekicks are there? There's a couple. Arsenal was a junkie. Speedy. Yeah, that was, was that was Speedy. That was speedy. So who, who would have thought Speedy? Someone named Speedy. <laughs> speedy I would. Uh, Gonzalez I'd go with. Uh, <laughs> go with Kid Flash. Kid Wally. Yeah. He seems like he'd be a joy to be around, and he could run and get me shit. <laughs> you know, it takes just as long for them to do something as it does for anyone else, because their mind's in the speed force at the time when they go to do stuff. But he's still super fast. Well, yeah, but it's only to you, to him. He's actually running to do the thing. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, do the dishes. <laughs> Give me a ride someplace. Just hold me like a... Like a damsel in distress and take well, me. Well, no, you can't do that because if you were to hold you, you'd get whiplash. Well, yeah, but the speed force protects your neck, doesn't it? Uh, if you, I guess, yeah, if you come in contact with a speedster, that you would be protected by the speed force also. Protect your neck. Yeah, like, not just like having the Wu-Ting song. I'm not just having them grab me by the arm and drag me. <laughs> <laughs> just 10 miles of blood. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> I'm going to still go with Harley. I'm still I'm going with Kid Flash. That's S- my Sparrow for the win. <laughs> I'm going with Sir Didymus from Labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> Two for one. Baby. He was in a manga, which is kind of a comic. So it's it pronounced counts. Mangu. <laughs> All right, Mikey. I've allowed you this do over. I can't think of any sidekicks anymore. Besides uh 
you know, Robins. You could pick a Robin. You could pick Aqualad. Aqualad? <laughs> it's just mini versions Listen, of Listen, motherfucker, we didn't touch. Yeah. Don't let us get into this again. You, pick, mi- you pick missed the episode Aqualad. of... Uh, pick name Marita. Um, Supergirl. <laughs> I'll pick Supergirl. <laughs> she can do all my homework. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I want to change mine to Granny Goodness. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you wanted to change yours to Crypto the Dog. <laughs> oh, I'm going to change mine to Comet the Super Horse. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do love Granny Goodness so much. You little ninny muffin. Oh, I still think that they're missing a golden opportunity not having Willem Dafoe play Granny Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> they might. I think that's going to do it <laughs> for, for this enough. week's episode. Uh, we've gone on and on for far too long this week. Somebody take it out back and shoot it. <laughs> Thanks for listening, I guess. <laughs> Thank you so much. We broke Mike. Uh, <laughs> be sure to check us out every Sunday on the Podrose Podcasting Network on podrose.com. Also, uh, if you're a big fan of streaming, uh, just check us out on SoundCloud. We also have Facebook, Kapowcast2015. Check us out on Twitter at Kapowcast. And we have an Instagram, which is just Kapowcast. Until next week, I'm Mike. And I'm Tony. I'm Jeff. I don't know if these two will be there. I'm Mikey. I might be Cody. (laughs) Be honest. That's cause for concern. Secret invasion! Secret (laughs) invasion! (laughs) Next movie. I hope they would make a secret invasion movie. Me too. They don't have the property of the scrolls, though. No. Right, yeah. That's Fox. The Elder Scrolls? Right? Yeah. All right. (laughs) That's Bethesda. (laughs) See you later! See you next time. Toodaloo, buckaroos. Toodles.